Hey, what's up, everybody? This is the Buckeye Remix. I'm Jeff, and that's Mo. This is the Buckeye Remix, and uh, we got a lot of stuff to figure out tonight. So uh, the the Buckeyes, we're, we're going to talk about how the Buckeyes lost to Iowa 54-10. to 10. <laughs> That's what Mo wants to tell you about. That's we'll, what you would think. <laughs> we'll be back with the Remix. <laughs> All right, everybody. Um, the most important thing, it's another victory week. So here at the remix. So that that's the thing. Is like uh high state took care of business-ish. Uh beat Iowa 54 to 10. I know we're we're gonna we're gonna talk about how what a terrible victory it was here in a minute. But uh but more importantly, oh you know, Ohio State is seven and oh uh going into Penn State and that's what's great. So I got Mo Murphy from Up in Flames, avid Buckeye fan here. Uh try to try to talk me off a ledge tonight and uh we're gonna figure some things out. So Mo, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good. I mean, you would think we lost 54 to 10 <laughs> the way you and some other Buckeyes fans are acting like you would think we lost 54 to 10 or escaped out of there with a 14 to 10 victory. Like I would have thought we scored 14 points the way some people are upset about Ohio State right now. It, 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 it is crazy. And I always open things up with like, uh, I, you know, full disclosure, when I watch an Ohio State game, I... I, I take like the best of the best. I judge them like I take like whatever the t- we'll say the top ten teams in the country. And as I'm watching the game, I'm like, how many of these teams would Ohio State beat today? Like at this moment, like how many teams would Ohio State beat today? And I got to watch a lot of uh you know football on Saturday, and I'm just saying like it 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 wasn't the Buckeyes' best moment. Um, and and what I said going into the game, and I said this on Twitter, I said it out loud. Anybody that would, you know, could hear me. I said, the Buckeyes are healthy. The Buckeyes are at home. It's 70 degrees and sun shining in Columbus. And they're playing an Iowa team that is dreadful. Like, I don't like, I know they want to spin it a certain way that Iowa is like, I, I, like I told you, like they're the 75 Steelers. They're not. Iowa's a bad football team. I didn't. I didn't want to hear. I didn't want to. I didn't want the Buckeyes to to have a clunker. I didn't want them to have a slow start. I, none of that. They had, there was no excuses. And turns out, for the first thirty five minutes of the game, honestly, Ohio State kind of got beat up. Um, they they couldn't get things going. And then, you know, the, the truth is, we'll, we'll put this under knee jerks. And then the truth is, after that. They also had 15 minutes of awesome football uh, that 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 changed the game, which is fine. But, but that that's how the game went. Like you know, for for 10 offensive drives, Ohio State lost the game. Like didn't play very good, and then things you know things went their way. And, and for four drives in a row, they were unstoppable and they crushed Iowa. So that's what happened. <laughs> um, and it it's not that it. It's not that I'm so much as saying like, oh, it was a it was a terrible day, but I just sit there and think, I always do this. If that wasn't Iowa and it was Alabama, would they have won Saturday? And I don't think so. If it was Tennessee, do, would they have won? I don't think so. If it was Michigan and they I, I I'm not sure. So therefore, 
I that's how I grade them, and I'm not sure. I, I don't think that the Buckeyes had a great Saturday. Mo, you're here to tell me why I'm insane. I'm not going to say we played great. We we didn't play for 60 minutes. We did not play great for 60 minutes. We still walked away with a 54 to 10 <laughs> again. Like, at the end of the day, like that, like if you didn't watch the game, Ohio State handled business and beat them even worse than they thought. It was 30 point. We won by 44. I don't really care about the betting, but some people do value how good of a team you are. Good, good teams win, great teams cover, right? Like that's a saying in the betting world for that reason. So to put into some perspective on how this weekend went, we're going to use some perspective, right? We're going to move away from Ohio state for a second. Okay. Tennessee wins 65 to 24. They give up 24 points to UT Martin. And, and you're mad about Ohio State. Clemson benches their quarterback and needs help from the refs to beat Syracuse. But you're mad about winning 54 to 10. For oh, no, no, wait. Real quick. I do think that Ohio State had a better day than Clemson. And if, yeah, on my college football show, I will talk about that. But I, I would agree that Clemson didn't have a great day. UCLA loses and gets absolutely dominated by Oregon. Ole Miss gets dominated by LSU. Alabama wins 30 to six with less than 300 yards of offense. All I'm saying is all of that happened on the same Saturday that we are upset about a 35 minutes of football from Ohio state. I'm just saying when we're talking about yet on that Saturday, would we have beat all these teams? I mean, if Tennessee Martin can score 24 on a Tennessee defense, I could only imagine what we would do. All of that revert to Ohio state of Nobody really looked that great on a Saturday, depending on. I mean, I think Tennessee, though, the best team. Like, I know, but wasn't Tennessee, it wasn't at like 52 to seven and a half or something like that. I mean, yes, it that was. might be a stretch. It, I'll, but, I'll give you Clemson. I'll give you Clemson. Clemson, like, UCLA, Clemson, took a, Clemson took a step back. UCLA lost. Murdered. Yeah. Miss gets murdered. Like, so fair. it's one of those when we're <laughs> measuring Ohio State's game and we're picking it apart and we're like, how would we fare against teams like yes. Alabama didn't get 300 yards of offense? Yes, they won 36, but they didn't even get 300 yards of offense. So, like, if I'm going to pick Ohio State apart, which you're about to do, <laughs> I would pick every other team apart, too. And, like, if, if you're no, going to why I think- we don't look like national champions yet, but, like, every other team has – those same questions are even more question marks, and we walk away. That's how spoiled we are, Jeff. We're not satisfied. I, I agree. I like how you say that, and I always tell everybody that they're like, like the the yeah but argument. Uh, everybody wants to be like, yeah, but you know, Michigan only beat Iowa by this, and then the, uh, all, every everything you just said. And what here's what I tell everybody: I understand. I don't watch the I don't watch the Alabama game eight times and pick it apart like I do Ohio State. That's why I do an Ohio State podcast. And I'm judging, I essentially am a judge in Ohio State based on like 2019 LSU. Like, I'm like, I like, could we, I want to be the best possible team that we can be. And I think that Saturday, Ohio State was 80% of the team that they can be. Now, and I've also, I've also said, Mo, that will be almost every team. And in great conditions, if you can get if you can get us into a dome, if we get to the Big Ten Championship, like whoever that poor team is on the other side <laughs> of the line is, it's going to it's going to be a rematch against Michigan. I feel bad for whoever. Like, no, no, they can't. It can't be. It can't That's be. What I'm saying since it's not like a repeat back to back against oh, Michigan. Yeah. 
We're going to kill whoever it is. And it's not Penn State. Like, who in the Big Ten are we even worried about? We know this comes down to the game versus Michigan and Ohio State. But I also say that I I still see the chinks in the armor with this team. And I keep saying, if if the weather holds out and it's going to be sunny and and dry, I'm not even worried. I'm not even worried about it because the positives, I will say, Stroud, when Stroud is loose, and in and in the flow of the game, he he throws. He might be the best thrower passer in college football. So mm-hmm. like I I understand that once all that gets going, but I also see I still I still have concerns. Like here's the thing. Let let's have the let's start with the C.J. Stroud conversation. Is I still have concerns of he he his default is always put the ball in the air. And anybody that watched that game realizes that Iowa could have had, I don't know, four interceptions that day. Mm-hmm. It's his, his default is to put the ball in the air and that, that it's just something like, I don't know how you cure it. I don't know how you stop it. Um, he's been, he's very fortunate that he doesn't throw a lot of interceptions, but it's always just like, you know, when shit breaks down, like just throw the ball I'm like this, sometimes just, just take a sack. You know what I mean? I, I've, 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 I've given in. CJ's not going to run the ball. Like I'm just, I'm just done with it. Like he's just not going to run the ball. Um, all the RPOs, he's never going to keep it. All these things, that's fine. Um, I, I, you know, I've just, I've given up on that. <laughs> I'm off that. But like, you can't just constantly put the ball in the air. Like you know, when you're when you're rushed out of the pocket or when things kind of break down. And so that's like something I see that, you know is a weakness. I mean, it, it just is like a, a team that if I'm Michigan, if I'm Alabama, if I'm one of these teams, that's really concerned about Ohio state. What I'm saying is we got to pressure Stroud and we got to sit our guys back in zone and we got to have them play center field and we got to wait for the ball to be in the air. And then we got to take advantage of it. So, you know, that that's a concern I have. So like, how do you feel like CJ didn't, like you talk about it all the time. Like you, you talked about it, you know, his a uh, couple games ago when we were on here, like how bad he played. He played a terrible game and then he went on a, a hot streak that I won't argue was amazing that <laughs> most people in the country can't do. But the fact of the matter is Iowa couldn't score, so it didn't matter, you know, but yeah. he, he didn't have to dig himself out of a hole. So like there is still room for growth for CJ Stroud. Yeah, I mean, so essentially everything you just said was 100% correct. But that my only pushback is not pushback because no, I, I need some pushback. I need you to tell me why I'm crazy. Is everything you said is 100% correct, except for 11 weeks out the season, he can do that. When Michigan, Big Ten Championship, and possibly two playoff games, we're looking at trying to win a national championship. So for four weeks, he can't or he has to follow your formula of you can't keep putting it in the air but for probably the next until we play Michigan he can just because we're that much better than pretty much everybody we play yeah. I get it we can say we have a weak schedule the Big Ten's down this year whatever we knew this season was going to matter maybe Penn State and then it was going to be the showdown between Ohio State and Michigan so I don't really care we know there was one maybe two games that was looked at on the schedule that was very important for us you're, so you're right It's crazy, though, because remember, I tagged you in this video. It was a from last week. It was a a, a remembrance of CJ Stroud's first touchdown as a Buckeye. It was an RPO 45 yard touchdown run down the sideline. What happened? Like, I do want to know, like, 
that was your first play, your first snap as a Buckeye, and your first touchdown was a 45-yard run, and you go – like so you showed us you're capable. I get it, Michigan State's defense. Oh, he's very, he's very athletic. He wasn't slow. Like It's not like he's Lamar Jackson or nothing, but he's a guy – he's the Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, like – He's That's not fast, but he knows how to run the ball. Like he, he's not the fastest, yeah. but he can make plays with his legs. He can extend plays, but we watch him go to extend plays, and he never. It's running is never an option. It's, like it's, it's no. it does get frustrating sometimes because it's like take the seven yards and run out of bounds. Like you're already running towards the sideline anyway. It's yeah. clear as day, and instead you're like showing off your Lamborghini. And you're Bentley in your driveway by throwing to Marvin Harrison Jr. and Smith Najigba yeah. and Emeka Buka. Like, no, just take the simple car ride to work. Like, just take the seven yards and you don't have to show up. We know you have elite weapons. You don't always have to show it off. Like, save that for the big games. But take the yards here. Take the yards there. We'd have a lot more first downs. Obviously, that's picking Stroud apart. But it is one of those, like, when you're not able, there's going to be a defense that whole thing is to take away those kind of throws and it's going to be tough because a bad throw could be caught by a great wide receiver we know that because we have them but at the same time like there's going to be a team where you match up where you just don't out talent them 54 to 10 and every play is going to matter and you not taking those seven yards could be the difference between winning or losing and I know like you're like against Iowa it doesn't matter you can do that you can just throw more and and that's a recipe for success because we know we'll just out-athlete them, we'll out-talent them. But come Michigan, Bama, Georgia, uh, maybe Clemson, Oregon, like the top 10 teams, you might not just be so much superior talented that no matter how bad you play for 35 minutes, the final result is going to be 54 to 10. And that's where guys, I critique them too, just not as hard, but that's where people like you, you're coming from is like, I don't care about winning 54 to 10 to Iowa. I'm measuring how we look, how we look yeah. against Bama today or Michigan or Georgia or whoever it may be. But yeah, there does come a point in time where you just got to take what the defense gives you. Like as a quarterback, you got to do it. You're not Tom Brady immobile in the pocket. Like you can move, you extend plays with your legs, take the seven yards, like take what the defense gives you, set us up for a second and three with the two running backs that you have in the backfield. Don't Ex- try and make it. That's exactly. In. Like we have running backs that'll get you those three yeah. yards, set them up that way though. Don't throw it on first down incomplete because you try and force it. Now we're at second and 10. Now it's predictable. We're probably not running the ball. And if we do, and they only get three yards, it's third and seven. We're throwing the ball. We are not handing yeah. it off on our 35 on a third and seven. We're trying to get the first down. So sometimes it makes the Ohio state's offense predictable because they don't have to yep. Linebackers in in corners don't even have to look in the catch themselves looking in the backfield, thinking that the quarterback might run, so they don't get lost in coverage a lot. We just have great wide receivers who's going to make great catches. That's the one plus that we have on the way we play offenses. But you never get DBs or anything looking in the backfield respecting the run, so it's kind of easy for them to cover yeah. when you are as talented when your defensive players can keep up with the talent of Ohio State's offense, which we will get to later on down the season in Michigan and all that, then it, it makes it a tougher game than need to be. And I think we could blow a lot of teams out if we just take what the defense gives us sometimes. And that's on Stroud more than anybody. Yeah, no, you nailed it. You just, you said everything you just said, you know, summed a lot of it up. And that's my whole problem. Like another one of my nitpicks is the running game has taken a step back, but it's for every reason you said, because instead of second and five, instead of third and three, you know, it's second and 10 or third mm-hmm. and 10, which is fine. I like, just like you said, 
most of the time we can get out of it because of how talented the wide receiving group is. But now you've taken the running game out of it. So like there doesn't seem to be there doesn't seem to be a blend right now in the running game and passing game. I thought I honestly thought Saturday was the worst running game that we we've seen all oh, year. It was, it was yeah. almost like, okay, if we have to, like it really like I and this is a day thing. It's this isn't a Stroud thing. This isn't, you know, a running back thing. This is a day offense thing to where, you know, the running game, the the calls, the blend just isn't there. There's no flow. And Iowa was never worried about the the you know the the rushing attack of Ohio State. Um, Henderson, Henderson, Henderson is what Henderson is at this point. Like I'm already moved on to like I think Henderson will be a really good running back next year. But he's at, at this moment he's just not the guy that like a, another team is scared of. You know what I mean? Like no nobody has their eye in the backfield when he's back there. Mayan Williams is you know we we've praised him all season. They're they're very good running backs, but defenses aren't constantly peeking in the backfield of like, oh, this guy's going to break it. We don't involve him in the passing game enough. But a lot of it's for every reason that you just said, because we're always into, you know, long yardage. We have so many good receivers. Actually, I and I, I know, you know, not to toot my horn, but I kind of predicted this, that Egbuka is going to be a bigger part of the running game, which when, when he was there and they moved him into the backfield Saturday, I was like, that really kind of changed things up, you know, and, and, and really looked great. He got some easy yards, but also, you know, you got the passing game. Like, I think that's the future. So, you know, th- this this team has become kind of one-dimensional. Um, and it's a great dimension. That's, I, you know, I want to say that too. Like, their passing attack is awesome. Like, it really is. Fleming is better than I thought it would be. Um, Harrison is as good as anybody thought it would be, which is awesome. Um you know, Jackson Smith, I, I just think I think we're kind of past that. Like I I don't I we can have this conversation, but I, I don't know that we're gonna see him play this year or or really make an impact this year. You know, sometimes bad things just happen. But as far as like when it's wide open and they're just throwing the ball, yeah, I love it. Uh, everybody can go back to the Rose Bowl last year. Like that team still exists, but I still there's still this world where I think if it's forty five degrees and raining that this offense is going to struggle. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's just when you're one dimensional, but so elite, like there's two teams that are just so elite and it's us in Tennessee with all it's like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. Like, let's not try and force the run. You start evaluating teams and you're like, who has the passing, like who's elite passing defense that we have moving forward. That's going to be able to stop it. Like, you're going to have to make us run the ball, I think, is more the mantra we're playing offensively is like, we don't yeah. need to run the ball. Make us run the ball or else we're just going to throw it. You know, we're just going to air raid all day and then we'll give an occasional reverse to Buka and let him go for 12, 15, 20 yards yeah. because of his athleticism and the way, you know, a reverse. But I still think with the run game, it comes down to a, a – uh, aspect that we saw with Dwayne Haskins as well when Dwayne Haskins was the quarterback. He was a more willing runner than than uh, C.J. Stroud, but he still wasn't a runner. So when you run the RPO, if you're giving it to the running back, like all I have to do is commit to the run from the running back or the play action and I commit to 
stopping the wide receivers. There is no, I caught myself looking to see if the quarterback kept it to run. If he keeps it, that's what my DBs and safeties, that's what we run a nickel defense for is because if he keeps it, he can throw it all over the field. But you got to add, because Stroud can run, you got to add that in at some point. And I'm not saying he's got to go out there and run and slide. That's okay. Like you don't have to be Lamar Jackson and shake everybody out their shoes and get hit one too many times. I don't want to see my quarterback do that. But what I do want to see is my quarterback on a first and 10, dropping back to pass, rolling out Marvin Harrison Jr.'s double covered. But instead of throwing him a jump ball, knowing that he'll probably make the play, take the seven yards. Let's go second and three, hand the ball off to Mayan Williams, hand the ball off to Travion Henderson, get in a flow of an offense where you can get the running backs going because we're not doing that. And so when you are handing them the ball, it's a predictable situation. Like, First and 10, we're not surprised if you run the ball, but you're not running on second and eight and third and seven. So you you always give them, we never are in enough spaces where it is second and three and like, oh, they could run the ball. They could try and take the top off the defense right here. And they're in a position where if we play action, try and take the top off a of defense, still third and three, we could hand it to the running backs. Like it always has that effect of, are they running? Are they passing? But we're, we find ourselves, if we don't get big first downs, we find ourselves in predictable it's easy for a defensive coordinator to make some play calls, I think. And eventually you're going to run into a defensive coordinator who knows he has the talent to make one or two stops. And there could be a time where the offense is good enough. We'll say Tennessee, for example, one or two stops would be the difference in winning and losing when yep. two high-powered offenses play. So a defensive coordinator sometimes, I think if they, they wish they had the talent that we had even on the defensive side of the ball, because they'd be licking their chops saying, if I had those guys over there on that defense, <laughs> I'd be able to prepare. They they too yeah. predictable, and I'd be able to stop them. So it's just it's a talent thing right now, and so we're good for now. But yes. there's gonna be a point in time where you're not. You still we're probably the most talented team, top to bottom, it, offensively and defensively. But you're gonna come where somebody's close, and and I think that game is Michigan. Only thing I love about it is it's at home, so I, I feel a little more comfortable about it. Yeah, no, no, I agree, agree with everything you said. And, uh, you know, you, you already brought it up. I, you know, one of my notes this week was like, we've basically become air, an air raid offense. Like that, that's what we are now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and again, I'm just, I told everybody after the Iowa game, I was settled in. This is the team we have. Everything from here on out, it's like you just got to win and just keep, just keep moving on to the next level. I don't, we're not going to evolve. Like, like you said, Stroud's not going to start running the ball. Um, the running game is, has taken a step back. It is what it is. I'm sure, like, against Maryland or whatever, like, it's going to be fine. But, like, as far as, like, what we're going to lean on, it's not going to be the running game. It, it's good. Like, we also have, you know, four – honestly, honestly, we have four NFL wide receivers out there running around. So, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to complain about that either. So, I've just settled in to, like, this is what we have now. We, we have an air raid offense. If we can get to a dome, if we can keep it in nice weather – I, I like our chances versus anybody. Um, that kind of concerns me. So, on the positive side, let's talk about the defense a little bit. Um, they, you know, I know we're picking apart this offense. It's a, they, everybody keeps saying it's the best in the country, but my whole point was for well for nine drives they weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? Like that's that's just the truth of it. Like they weren't very good for for nine drives versus Iowa, and then you know then they were perfect for four drives. So everything kind of evens out. You already said it you might run up against a team that doesn't give you that option. <laughs> if Iowa could have scored any points, that would have been an entirely different game Saturday, but they didn't. 
um, you know, it's 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 spilled milk at this point. So um, let's talk a little about the defense uh, Saturday. By far their best performance, probably probably since 2019, uh, the Chase Young year. Um, have they have they looked that good on defense? Uh, they did. Here's what I'd say about the defense. They did literally everything that you would expect them to do against a terrible offense Saturday, and they looked awesome. They did their part. Um, literally, there's really nothing to nitpick. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll talk about it when we talk about grades, but um, they were really good. So let's. What, what did you think about the overall defensive performance Saturday? They played great, and here's what bothers me is the yeah, but for the expectation for anybody else. Yeah, but it was Iowa. Okay. My, and my question is, and it, it puzzles everybody, how do you evaluate a great defense? When they play a bad offense, they make them look like yep. a bad offense. That is exactly what Ohio State did. Four interceptions, two or three fumbles. I think we had six or seven turnovers. Four, I think it was six, at least six turnovers. It was six. I, it could have been seven. I think we might have a third fumble, but we had four interceptions. Yes. You'd be like, well, they did what they're supposed to do against Iowa, but then I'll be like, well, tell me they, as they did what they're supposed to do as in what a great defense did what they were supposed to do against a horrendous offense. Oh, well they scored 10 points. No, their offense scored three points. We gave them a touchdown. Yeah. A defensive touchdown. Their offense scored three points. They had less than 100 yards passing, less than 100 yards resting, less than 200 yards of total offense. Great defenses will make a bad offense look bad. And so that was the expectation. I said on field stormers with Walker coming into this game, I said, what I'm, I don't care about Ohio State's offense for this game. What I'm looking at is we are playing a horrendous offense defensively. Is our defense going to make them look bad? If they score 21 points and multiple touchdowns, then I, I would do the man. If Iowa was able to march down the field consistently on us, what would Tennessee do? What would that's how I would measure it. And so, okay, they're a terrible offense. We content, we re- kept the streak of making them look terrible. That's what great defenses do. You're not going to play the number one through 10 or the top 12 offenses every year in college football. You're just not going to schedule yourself that way in the right. first. So when you're a great defense, great teams make bad teams look bad. That's what you're supposed to do. That's how you can evaluate whether a team is good. Well, how am I supposed to get a real evaluation? They didn't play anybody. Well, they made the nobody look like a nobody. Yep. So that was what I wanted to see from the defense, and they answered the call. I mean, you could nitpick and say they gave up a couple first downs, but that's like, yeah. who cares? Like, eventually you're going to, when you play that great defensively, you're going to fall asleep eventually. Like, I'm going to play. I, I don't like I'm totally with you here. Like I know everybody listening to this, they're like, okay, well, here comes Jeff. I have no, nothing. Here's what they did. They got six turnovers. And then they also got five punts. That's eleven drives that amounted to nothing. The third down, third downs conversion for Iowa was one for thirteen. So like Iowa only converted they and one for four on fourth down. So they basically they basically kept the sticks moving. Two out of 17 times. It was complete domination. They they scored a touchdown. Um, there, there was no and, and I yes, I, I completely understand. Mo did already said it. I know how bad Iowa's offense is, but that's that's the whole point because there's been years to where bad offenses have played the Buckeyes the last two or three years, and we've made them look like good offenses. Mm-hmm. Um, this was not the case. Uh, this defense had a lot of fun. 
They they took advantage of the you know the situation. Iowa could get nothing going, and even me, even me, when once Ohio State got up, like honestly, once they got up like eight or nine points. I was like, yeah, this game's over because I was not going to outscore. They, I don't know what they would have had to do, some kind of trick play or something, but complete domination by the defense. Um, I'm not going to go so far. I, I, I don't, I don't know how it translates, but you said it best. They, they did exactly what they should have done against a terrible offense. I was really happy for them. Eichenberg, um, you know. He got in the end zone, baby. Yeah, he got in the end zone. He I looks good. It. Chambers, McAllister is my dude. Like McAllister is 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 what makes this defense go. Um, Can I ask you something, Jeff? Yeah, let this. Still, Chambers, an NFL linebacker. No, I don't think so either. No. But it's, no. it's great to <laughs> He's see. He's barely like, a college linebacker. It's great to see that he was able to translate like oh. over from running back to linebacker and make himself yeah. even. Playable player, like oh, no, no, absolutely. Lost in the in the running back room, he's like, all right, I'm gonna, try, I'm gonna give a shot at linebacker, and he's a starting linebacker if, making some plays. So, if you tell me three years from now he's playing, he's on a roster and playing special teams for the New Orleans Saints, I would believe you. Um, is he a starting NFL linebacker? No, he's barely yeah, a starting. I don't think so. But but he, that's not the. But you don't have to be. Like this because they're not playing the NFL. Uh, he's done a great job of you know translating the linebacker. Um, I, they don't have a lot of depth there. Safety, they're loaded. Um, you know, I, I, yeah, that, that safety position are loaded. A linebacker, they're not. So um, I've been, I was really impressed with them. He, they, they really. When you really like, when I go back and watch the games, like what this Knowles defense does, it isn't really about like. It's not as much about where the ball is. It's about they determine where they determine the play, and they confuse the quarterback, and they all the the whole like disguise and coverages. That's where they excel. Which when you're watching on TV, you really don't, you can't catch a ton of that because just camera angles and all that. But what they're doing as far as confusing the offense is great. Uh, quarterbacks to this date, a quarterback is not figured this defense out yet have they played a good quarterback actually they haven't <laughs> the kid from toledo is still the best quarterback that we've seen but the fact of the matter is we've seen years to where quarterbacks like petrus would have would have put 21 points on the buckeyes mm -hmm. and we would have all been sitting here you know uh, mad as hell you know on monday so they they're really they're really doing their job very well they got a bite to them that i like they got a that I don't think the offense has yet. That's another one of my uh, on my list of nitpicks. I don't think this offense has the uh, the killer instinct that the defense does. Uh, they're still, I think, they're still a little like we're we're better than the other team. We don't need a lot of contact. Blah blah blah. And probably one of my favorite things about Saturday was Stroud. You know, he gave up the touchdown. You know, he got tacked. You know, he got the fumble. Gave up the touchdown. He got beat up a little bit. And there was a moment to where it felt like that offense got pushed around enough to where then they started fighting back and then they kind of got in gear and they kind of got angry and they played great. Um, yeah. We got to figure out a way to get that in the first quarter. Yeah, I, um, I agree. And it, it's exactly it seems like with the offense, it's just like we know how great we are. Yeah, we know on our best day how great we will be. Um. And at the end of the day, they know like, ah, lackluster in the first half. Yeah, yeah, let's just go out and make a couple big plays, go up 30 and go back in cruise control. So 
that, but at times that can be detrimental because there's a team who's good enough. I don't outside of Michigan. I don't think there's a team good enough on the schedule that, that could beat us and match us talent for talent. No, no. But if there's a team good enough that if they punch you in the mouth and force you to respond and you don't respond right away, they can hang around a lot longer than they should have. Yeah. And then on the road, let's say a Penn State punches you in the mouth, hangs around a lot longer. Now they're like, uh-oh, we might can win this game. And that's when you get in those like, all right, like y'all, y'all better get some grit about yourselves and stop thinking because, you know, you're one of the best wide receivers in the country because you got Ohio State across your chest that you're going to go in and just dominate. Like the people are smelling blood when they when they play you. Like you're going to get most teams best game no matter how bad the team is you're going to get most teams best game because you're Ohio State that's just how it is in the Big Ten so but I think it's just one of those like I I I think when we play a team I think everybody's low-key looking ahead to to this Michigan game oh 100 it's it's two locomotives yeah I've been believing that like and sometimes you're like that's that could be detrimental but you're looking at the schedule and you're like if once we make it past the Penn State game, we're like, there's not a team that can play with us until we play Michigan. And I think we've been looking at that. I think we'll come out with fire against Penn State, get the game over with, to be honest, and then keep looking ahead to Michigan because there's just not a team talented enough in the Big Ten left on our schedule to say, oh, well, this is a look ahead game. This is a trap spot. Like, yeah, I had an opportunity to trap us and we still win 54 to 10. Like yeah. they did everything they could do. Yeah. In the first half to trap us, and we still and lost by forty-four. Yeah, so I, I don't think they're worried about and, look ahead games at this point. And, and and that's what I say. Like you know, I I take a I take a lot of a lot of heat for you know online for my takes and everything. And I will open up with this: if uh, if you're satisfied with Ohio State losing one game and winning a Rose Bowl and all all that, great. This is a great, this, like, you're going to, you're going to be satisfied. I'm not like, I want to, like, this team needs to win a national championship or I won't say it's, it's not a failure, but like they can't, I'll put it this way. They can win a national championship. If they don't, I will personally be disappointed. It's not that's right. Super bust. That was the expectation to, to, to me. That's what I said. So if you're a fan and you're telling me like you're crazy and all these points, yes, I know this team. This team at worst has one loss on their schedule. Like at the end of the year, this Ohio State team, whatever happens, whether it's in the playoffs or whether it's in a bowl game or whether it's Michigan or whatever, is going to have one loss. And going in, going in the next year, you're going to look back and be like, ah, great team. They went whatever and won. If you're good with that, then fine. We're just like, we're not having the same conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, my sure. conversation is if they don't win a national championship, it it wasn't a success, and we wasted a, a roster that was capable of it. So that that's just where I'm coming from. Like i I don't know how to I don't know how to tell people. Like I don't know how to argue. I, I don't argue with people, but I'm like, great. Like I'm glad you're. I I hope you have a great season, and are are cool. <laughs> like those years that like there was a couple years we lost to Iowa one year. You know, finished you know with a great season. Lost to Purdue. Got upset by Purdue one year. Lost one game. A great season. Looking back, yeah, that was awesome. That's not enough this year. It just is not enough. So that's why I grade this team so hard because, like, this is it. You have the quarterback. You have the defense. You have – all we said last year, what did we say, Mo? If the defense is just a little better, we're fine. 
Just so, and we just needed them to be a little better. A little better. They're a lot better. better this year. The defense is elite <laughs> this year. Like it's not. We, we've got a third year, great quarterback. One of the best quarterbacks that's ever. He's probably going to go down as. I hope you know, it'll be hard to pass up a guy like JT, but like he's like a four year starter. Yeah, but JT was just a dog. But here's the thing though, like this is a type of team like. I, you know what? I got a follow up question before we get to grades. I'm glad. I'm glad that I accidentally brought this up, and I keep saying this. What what would what would JT Barrett's team look like in in this coached under Ryan Day? I th- I think me personally, I think it would have been awesome. Like JT Barrett on this team. Yeah, JT Barrett, but under Ryan Day with this offense instead of the Urban Meyer offense, which he succeeded in, had 100 touchdowns, one of the greatest players in college football history. I think in Ryan Day's offense, he's he's more of a passer and he he's he's he lights up the Big 10 like I think at some point we have to have the conversation about like Ryan Day's offense is a lot of this. Like if it's uh-huh. Baylor, if it's um, Oklahoma, we are we're always like, ah, it's a system. It's a system. Like Stroud's great, but if Hendon Hooker's playing for Ohio State, like I think we're in the same position we are right now. If yeah, JT Barrett's I, playing, if Bryce Young plays for Ryan Day, I, I, I don't see any drop off. So, like, I think that's a conversation to be had, though. Yeah, I think, and then I think if I look at um, JT Barrett being the quarterback right now. His his threat of the legs adds a whole like he adds a dynamic of the offense that I'm not saying CJ Stroud doesn't add he doesn't add it because he doesn't do it. He's capable of it and we would love to see it. But JT Barrett in an RPO with these elite receivers and knowing there would be a lot of plays where what I said, where the DBs are looking in the backfield because the quarterback might keep it and the quarterback could kill me for 20, 30 yards running the ball. And that's when Harrison Jr. is wide open over the top. Even when JT Barrett was the quarterback under Urban Meyer's system, like there were a lot of times we were able to take a, the top off of the defense because DBs, safeties, they, they don't blitz, but they catch themselves peeping in the backfield. And all you needed was that half second for them peeping in the backfield for them to just blow off the top of the defense. So I think with JT Barrett, like I think this would be the same offense and the same expectation. Does Stroud have to me a better arm? Oh, yes. yes. Like, does he make better throws? Yes. But I mean, JT Barrett was an elite college quarterback. We just knew we weren't watching an NFL quarterback. Like, as elite yeah. as he was, his numbers were great. We knew, like, this guy is at best your third string backup yeah. QB who a lot of injuries happen. He gets an opportunity. But other than that, we'll see him in preseason, and that's about it. He's on your practice squad. He's a guy you keep around, and that's kind of what his career was, uh, his short lived career, essentially. But yeah, I think this offense would be the same, probably a little bit more. It'd be more dynamic. I'm not saying numbers wise, it'd be higher, but it'd be more dynamic just for the simple fact that when I run an RPO, there's three different things. I could keep it. My running back can run or I could throw it. That adds a whole nother dynamic that defenses have to account for. And I think with as much talent as this offense is, like as talented as this offense is, it'd be tough to have to add. If you add another dynamic to this offense, it'd be scary because it's like, man, we already got to account for the elite wide receivers. Right in the run game and to the two very good running backs. Now I got to account for a quarterback who can run for a hundred yards on me and two touchdowns. Like that, that, that would give defensive coordinators nightmares. Yeah. It, that, yeah. That's all I'm saying. Like I know what we see Stroud doing is amazing. And when he, and the throws he makes and everything, but I'm also saying it, he's not, 
irreplaceable. And you got to be, you got to have an honest conversation about this offense would work with a lot of people. I, I, you know, I just, I think there's, I think there's room to grow for this offense, but I, I think this is what we get. I think what, I think we're just kind of settled in now to like, this is what, this is what we're going to get. And that's fine. As long as they keep winning, it's a, it's, it's cool. So, um, We'll do our team grades here. I know, it, like, uh, I, I did all I could do um, to to tell you how bad Ohio State was Saturday, but they they were fine. They were fine Saturday. Um, if you want to, if you want to judge them, if you want to give Iowa as much credit as some people are, that's fine. Iowa's a terrible football team, like a terrible football team. They they, you know, we talked about it before the show. They play defense really well. But they're not a good football team. They don't have good athletes. They don't have a bunch of NFL players. And for 35 minutes, they kind of they kind of beat Ohio State's offense up. Um, mm-hmm. you know, that's all there is to it. So let's start off uh, offensive grades. What'd you get the offense uh, versus Iowa Saturday? Uh, a C minus. It would have been. Damn, I thought I was going to grade them more. I was worried about saying it, but go ahead. I'm a, and to be honest, if it wasn't those four drives. They get like a D, um, but I'm going to give them credit for coming out uh, in the second half and basically playing elite for there being a spurt of 15 minutes of elite Ohio State offense, the best, you know, offense that we could give in that game. I'm going to give them a C minus. But I mean, let's essentially like they were dreadful to Ohio State's offensive standards. Like if there's one thing Ohio State has always had, it's a great offense, especially the past 10 to 15 years, like they have not been lacking offensively. So to put up 19 points, to finish drives with field goals, we had four field goals. I, I don't know the statistic. They didn't really care to look it up. I just know off of memory, when's the last time we had four field goals in a half that wasn't the second half in a blowout game, essentially, um, where we have 19 points. I mean, we've seen us have clunkers in the first half, but where we're not finishing drives, like if we have clunkers, it's just because we're not playing well. It's not we're marching down the field and not finishing. So, yeah, I give them a C minus. I mean, it was a tale of two halves, but that, that first half was like essentially with who we have on offense as personnel, we're having arguably the best quarterback in the country, one of the top 10 running back duos as far as having them on your team, knowing what they can do. Uh, obviously, probably having the best wide receiver room. It seems like it's not even close. And you put up 19 points and you're finishing drives with field goals. Like, I think the play calling was a little sketchy at first, but, you know, they went and made adjustments. And we talked about the adjustment pre-show was just throw more and that's, you know, get C.J. Stroud in the rhythm. But, yeah, I give them a C- minus because by no standard for 60 minutes was that offense great by yeah. any standard. Yeah, I like it. I I, I gave him I, I just gave him a C for every reason that you just said. I look, I mean, they only had six they couldn't they just basically just couldn't run the ball, mm-hmm. which is is really starting to upset me. Um a dynamic got taken away. That's why I got to ding you. They took away Oh no, I'm with you. They, they 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 had four good drives, but they were they were dreadful for 10 drives. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I gave him a C um for every reason every reason you just said. So uh how about defense? What'd you give the defense? A plus. I gave him an A plus. I'm you I, gave him the plus. I'm giving you gave him the plus. We wanted to see go and I said, like I said, we've talked about it multiple times, but we wanted to see up to this point, numbers are telling me that this offense is or this defense is really good. Yeah. We wanted to see 
how do you fa- how do you fare against a horrible offense? And you literally made them look horrible. That's what you're supposed to do if you're a great defense. And in a numbers perspective, they made Iowa look so bad. They jumped from the number seven overall defense and total defense to number two. Ohio State defensively now has the number two total defense in college football. They jumped five spots, which means, you. yes, you played a bad offense, but you don't jump five spots in total defense if you didn't play absolutely amazing, absolutely elite. You don't jump five spots in one week where we're talking about because of that performance, it jumped you to basically arguably the best defense in the country. So, yes, for that, I did give them an A+. There was no dissatisfaction from any level uh, from D-line to linebacker to DBs. Eichenberg got a touchdown. We picked off the quarterback four times. We forced two fumbles. I don't even remember how many sacks we had. We got back there a lot. The quarterback pressures was almost 30. Like, we almost pressured the quarterback 30 times. <laughs> had mo- like had almost 10 sacks, if I'm not mistaken. Like, it was close to that, I think, seven or eight. And you have four interceptions. And not- there's not a single player on defense that you looked at and be like, he could have played better. Like, there's nobody I could call out they- at the top of my head. I couldn't call out a single player and be like, he just didn't play his best football today on the defensive side. So, yeah, I gave him an A+. Plus. I gave him an A, um, mainly You're because... Mainly because I was just I was just so terrible that yeah like and an A mind but they did everything you just said they were great um, they they did have another you know interference penalty that gave them a cheap you know first down which I didn't like but yeah, they, they 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 really were they were awesome we talked about it they they didn't give up first downs they turned the ball over uh, they tackled well they forced punts like just on and on and on. Um, it was a great day. And, and again, this is the defense. All that's all we asked for last year is like, we just needed the defense to be a little bit better. They're a lot bit better. <laughs> so, um, yeah, times. they only yeah. crossed 54 times. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. It, it was really an, um, a, a great performance, but I will say that I was just, they're so bad. Yeah, they are, but that's what great defenses are supposed no, to no, do. No, no, no. I, I agree. I just oh, couldn't give them the plus. Three points. I just I, couldn't give them the plus. I'll save the plus for, um, if they shut down a team that I don't know can can score, <laughs> I, I I don't know what to say. But a great job of the defense, and I I like the ferocity they played with. I like the intensity. Um, I like the techniques. Everything they did was was great. I was really impressed. So they played like they had something to prove, and they sure did. That you thought like our defense came out and played a way where like. They're playing like they have to prove how great they are. Yeah. When really you thought it would be the offense coming out like, we're going to show you how great our offense is because we're playing one of the top 10 defenses, ranked top 10 ranked defenses in the country. So we're going to show you we'll pick them yeah. apart too. And instead, the defense and like Jim Knowles, his game plan was like, yeah. we're going to smack these boys in the mouth. Yep. Horrible offense. We got something to prove. Some people are doubting how good we are defensively. And they're going to expect Iowa to score 21 points on us. And so we're just going to hold them to three points on the offensive side of the ball. And then offense, hey, give them a touchdown just to stop the bleeding a little bit. Give them a touchdown (laughs) early so they can get a little momentum, I guess. Yeah, no, 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 it was fun to see. And it's been a while since we've seen a performance quite that good, even though I will say, like, the, the defenses of the last couple years, I mean, let's be honest here, we they went to the playoffs two two of the last three years. The defenses were better than people think they were. I understand how 
how the numbers stack up last year, but the the numbers weren't as bad as your eyeballs tell you. This defense, your eyeballs, they're a little better. They're a little better than even the numbers say. Like I, all the all the overall numbers and all that. Like you're playing a big with, with their with their with their schedule so far. Like anybody's going to have a really good defense, but when you really watch them. They're actually better than what their numbers are. So, uh, and one last grade, uh, coaching. I'll go first. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I gave I gave him a C, and that's probably the only reason I gave him a C is because they, you know, Jim Knowles, you know, his side of it was awesome. But again, we had two weeks to get ready to play Iowa, and we got caught off guard. We got beat up for thirty five minutes. Um, we. We're still calling timeouts in the first quarter or the third quarter, you know, you know, whichever way you want to look at it. I I believe it was the first quarter they called a timeout on, you know, like a third and short. And then they came out of the timeout and ran the ball for like one yard and didn't like things like this, like day just day has not figured out how to manage the game. And that, that concerns me a little bit. Some some games he's better, some games he's not, but he really doesn't, he's still I think he's still so involved with the offense and the offensive, uh, the game plan and all that. He he loses track of like game management to where like Urban Meyer was completely hands off of offense and defense and all that, but he really was like involved with like where you were at on the field, time of possession, all these little things. And and I understand day day keeps coaching like with the cushion that his offense gives him. Like he knows like we're not going to lose this game so I can call this timeout. If he would come out and tell me that, that's fine. But like, if you keep doing that, when, when things do get close, you're going to panic. And I was a little concerned. I thought as far as coaching went, I didn't think the team was a hundred percent prepared. I thought they played 80% of a game and you know the timeouts were bad. The red zone play calling was iffy, but not horrible. But I, I just, I just gave coaching the C. I thought they, I thought they, left some execution on the field. So I'm a, I'm going to grade it two different ways. Okay. Ryan day, a D plus. That's fair. I'm giving Knowles an a plus. Okay. 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 Defense. Because like I said, it has the way the defense played. It's not like we played bad on both sides of the ball and struggled no. out the gate. No, our defense handled business. Yeah. You can tell like, first off, you can tell the aura around the defense right now. Like, they believe in whatever Jim Knowles is selling. And you can tell, yeah. like, whatever he spewed in that locker room, whatever he used as bulletin board material over the past two weeks, it worked. Because, like I said, they came out playing like they had something to prove. Like, we got to prove to the rest of the country. This isn't last year's defense that you were complaining about. Some of the same players, and they just had some dog in them. And then, like you said, with Day, I mean, the first half was, yeah, it was horrible. Uh not running on first and 10 and throwing an incomplete pass. I mean, put yourself now, you know, you're throwing on second and 10 and then you're throwing on third and 10 because it's two incomplete passes. Um, it was, it was, man, it was one of the worst, worst games halves of football. I've seen Ryan day coach from an offensive standpoint, because when you look at offense, if, if they were just missing, like if CJ Stroud was just missing every throw, but it was a great play call, which you know how to cipher that. Then you're like, okay, Stroud's just off today. But you're scratching your head at play calls. You're scratching your head at why we're caught. Why did we call two timeouts in the first quarter? Like, why are we going into five yeah. minutes in the first quarter left and a whole second quarter and we got one timeout? Like, what what has befuddled us? 
what has Iowa done to befuddle us to be out two timeouts early? Like not running the ball consistently. That's play calling. Um, not even trying to test and see if the running works. So I just think Day really had one of his worst coaching outputs. But in saying that, still we won fifty four to ten. Yeah, so like, I, I know we can coach bad, win fifty four to ten. We can nitpick them. But like you said, you do got to tighten those things up for if yep. you do get put in a situation, you can't panic. Like you got to play elite. So. Yeah, I agree. That, and that's what I say, too. And, and we'll find out some more this weekend. You got Penn State coming up, who are a good team. They're going to test them. Penn State, here's what this week. Always a dog. This week, will do. Penn, State will, Penn State will test the edges. Like uh, Clifford will will put it up for his wide receivers to one-on-one matchups on the outside. This is a game that I think McAllister, uh, if you told me he has three interceptions, I would believe you. Um, you know, that that's going to be the key to this game because that that's – that's going to be that's what they're going to do if, if Penn State tries to you know you know just come straight at them come up the middle of the running attack that's fine but they're not going to win they're definitely going to take shots on the edge um, that that's what Clifford does they're going to try to they're going to try to get those uh, matchups they're going so, to have to keep them honest they're going to have to keep them honest yes exactly all at all because we're going to murder their offensive line like our D, our front four three what whatever you want to call we'll play them great and Zach we'll Harrison. That's one person. I got to give him his flowers. Let's do it. Do it. He played absolutely amazing. He The past couple games, he has been playing absolutely amazing. And for the past three, three to four game stretch, he is looking like the player that we've expected him yeah. to be since he stepped foot at Ohio State. Eichenberg played absolutely amazing. Zach Harrison was the best player on defense on Saturday. Yeah. And that's what you want. He was supposed to be the Messiah, the next defensive end to to super supersede Chase Young and the yep. Bosa brothers. And the past three weeks, he's looked like that. But Saturday, he was the best oh. player on the field, bar no, offense, defense for either team. So Zach Harrison deserves some love because as Ohio State fans, I know I have. I know you. We've been beating him up. I've talked to Jay too. We've been beating him up, <laughs> waiting for him to be the turn into this yeah. guy. Does he have it in him? And for him to be with all the talent on the field, mostly on Ohio State side, for him to have been the best player on the field on a Saturday, I, I love to see, and I hope it, yeah. it continues because if he plays that I way, think it, the quarterbacks, and he's stuffing the run like that, us we know what our defense looks like when we have an elite pass rusher and an elite run stopper coming off the edge. And if Zach Harrison continues that trend, he's going to give a lot of offensive lines hell. And, and having to account for Zach Harrison and Eichenberg is is going to be a tough task for a lot of offensive coordinators over the next few weeks. Yeah, I agree. I thought I thought he I thought that was coming out of that game. I felt really good about what the front like. Well, like you said, if we're going to call it the front three, we call it the front five, whatever you want to say. Like, I, I really felt good about uh, felt good about that. And I think going into Penn State, that's a key. Um, it's it's a, it's a very it's a very similar team to Iowa, except. Penn State's a lot better, but it's still kind of the same thing as far as like get the quarterback off his mark, get him running around, try to make him, you know, get some mistakes out of it. And I th- I think it bodes well. We'll learn a lot about we'll learn a lot about Ohio State this weekend because now we're we're past the, you know, what can you do? We're past the experiments, we're past like all all that. Now we're to like you got you got a tough team, you're going on the road. You know, what do you because here's what I would say. If they if they don't go to Happy Valley and put away Penn State, 
you can't tell me that they're going to beat they're going to easily beat Tennessee or Alabama or or any of these other contenders. So like here's what here's what I would say this weekend. If we said Alabama was going to Penn State, we would all be like, yeah, they're going to they're going to put them away. Like it's not going to be a contest. Tennessee, put them away. It's not going to be a contest. So I expect Ohio State to go to Penn State. They need to put them away. We don't need to be having a conversation. We need to, I need to be coming here next week being like, I'm surprised at how easy that game was because anything other than that, then like that, that just shows you where you're at. Yeah. And it leaves some questions to be yeah. answered. And we are at a point in time where it, at the point in the season, you seven games in, you're seven and oh, you don't, you really need to be coming into final form. Essentially, yes. there's, you national championship contenders shouldn't have a lot of questions around surrounding their team at this point. We should just progressively see like, yep, they're coming into end of season, bowl season form, and this is the product that you're about to get for the rest of the season. And so it's got to start with Penn State. I think the difference is, I think we know Penn State, they get they like to give us close games and dog fights, whether we're better than them or not. Being on the road against Penn State. I feel a lot better about how we will get up and get fired up for this game because we still are in a hostile environment against a good team. I don't think yeah. they're great. But I think Michigan exposed that, but this still is a good team who always plays you tough. But I think being on the road and I'm glad we ain't got to deal with the whiteout. They might white it out, but it's 12 o'clock kickoff yeah. nighttime game. So I think that works in our favor, but I think this should be a game you should easily get fired up going to Penn State in a sellout crowd having to play a great football game. So if we come out like a days ago, I'm going to be like, if this game can't get, if you can't get up for this game, how am I supposed to expect you to get up for any other game? Like you at least got to get pumped up and be like, we're going to put them away in the first half because you can't look ahead to Michigan so much. Exactly. Four more games until you play Michigan. This has to be your get up game where you're like, you know what? We handle business. Kyle McCord should be throwing passes midway through the third quarter, to be honest. Agreed. All right, Mo. I appreciate you being on. Uh, that was a Buckeye remix. Um, it, it was it was a fun week. It was it was it was tough to watch. There was a lot to critique, but we uh, we like to critique. You know, forty four point victories. Um, that's the best kind. I do feel good about him going into Penn State. I uh, agree with everything you just said. I was, um, thanks for being on again. Um, that's the Buckeye remix for this week, everybody. Check out Jeffney Sports. Check out Up in Flames. Check out Field Stormers. Check out Off the Ball Network. Um, got a lot of stuff going on right now. Football season is is in high speed, and we're trying to keep up with it. And we appreciate everybody that likes, shares, reviews, um, anything you can do. So that's it for me. That's it for Mo. Um, we'll see you next week on the Buckeye remix, and go Bucks.